welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. Y'all, I am excited about this guest today. We have Alessandra, I'm going to call her Allie, Conti, who is a celebrity matchmaker with us on Love on the Go today. Welcome, Allie. Thank you, Lori. It's You're so welcome. good to be here. You're so welcome. Here. I'm so excited. So so Allie is a celebrity matchmaker and co-founder of Matchmakers in the City, which is kind of like an old school personal matchmaking firm. And it's headquartered in Beverly Hills, California. So she's been doing like a ton of TV. Like you've been on Access Hollywood and Bravo. You got something coming up from on Bravo. I want to hear about that. And you've been, on, you were on MTV, a matchmaker behind two seasons of MTV's Are You the One? Um, and then you've obviously done like a lot of us matchmakers, you've been, um, featured in tons of national, international, um, magazines and whatnot. So, um, I, I know that you and I have interfaced together at, um, various matchmaker conferences. We have one coming up in Cancun in in a short while. So welcome. Great to see you. Lori, thank you so much. I just want to say your social media content gives me so much life. Like <laughs> I just, I live for your reels. They're so good. They're so cute. Oh. I always like send them to my, like my single girlfriends. I'm like, girl, <laughs> look at this advice. Like this is wonderful <laughs> advice. Okay. So you are I just, so sweet. <laughs> I love the content that you're putting out. It's, thank you. It's so good. And you're just such a warm, like I, like anyone, I feel like I, I want to have advice from you because (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, she really cares. Like she really cares. (laughs) So it's so nice. I just, so yeah, I'm just giving you, you know, giving you a little, you know, you're so sweet. And it's like mutual admiration society, you and I, because every time I see you, I'm like, is she for real? Like, she's like really nice. Like, is she really that nice? And, and, and it turns out like you kind of are. So I love that. Um, Cause you know what, there's enough people that are sarcastic and kind of rude and belligerent in this world. And it's nice to just, it's nice to meet nice people for a oh change. Oh my gosh. Right? Bless, 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 bless. <laughs> I think I, I, you know what I say, like, we just deal with enough in yes. our jobs, like with yep. our clients Totally. and I like, there's just, there's no room for negativity, like yep. anywhere else, because we yep. do deal with so much. We do. And, yeah. And I feel like I've learned, and I'm sure that you have too, that the best way to kind of navigate any kind of contention from, Mm -hmm. you know, our lovely clients who, if any time they're hurting, not, not always, sometimes it's, they're being really dramatic, but usually it's because they're frustrated with their dating lives. And so it's like hurt people hurt people. So I've learned to like, come from that place of 
love and understanding. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. just the best way to navigate. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because matchmaker burnout is definitely a thing. Oh, um, cause we're dealing with so, and a lot of us are empaths and we just soak it all in. And then we get upset when our clients get upset. And, you know, I would say, um, I'm really careful about the people that I bring on, you know, that I, that I, that I allow to hire me because at the end of the day, I need to put my head down on that pillow and feel like I've done a good job no matter what. So I'm so selective. It sounds like you are too. Lori, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I think early on, you know, I've, we've been around now 11 years, Yeah, which is, you know, in the matchmaking industry mm-hmm. is, it, it blows my mind even. Mm-hmm. But I remember when we had first begun, we were very liberal about who we would take on to work with. Yeah. And that was great, but yeah. it was a blessing and a curse Mm -hmm. because, but it also ended up being a blessing because we learned very early on that there's no price tag for your emotional sanity. Like there just, it's not. So we now are very, like you said, we are so selective. And Mm -hmm. even yesterday I referred a lovely young woman, but I just had all of these red flags kind of like Mm -hmm. waving around during our consultation that I was like, I've seen these before. I'm not, we're not the right company, you know, because at matchmakers in the city, we have a team of matchmakers, which Mm -hmm. is really good because even if I'm not, you know, the best, you know, I, I don't have the, you know, for that one person, it's great because we have JD or we have Liat or we have Karina or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, but still, even with a team of matchmakers, Mm -hmm. we've, we still all know, like we have to be really discerning and it's better to refer out to another matchmaker than to take something on that we know is just not going to yield success. So we always say if the probability of success is there, we'll work with them, Mm -hmm. not just the possibility. There you go. Yes. There's no also life-changing amount of, you know, an amount of money, if that makes right. There's no life-changing amount. There just isn't at this point. So, you know, but anyway, I'm I'm getting into let's have a conversation about this. Um, (laughs) well, it's interesting because when we go on these, uh, conferences, this is, this is the kind of stuff we talk about, um, amongst each other, because we want, to do a great job and keep our success rates high. And so that means taking on the right clients that are, that we are going to be successful with. But let me ask you a question. So you're in um, Beverly Hills and you're often interviewed by Access Hollywood and shows like that about celebrities. Do you have a lot of celebrity clients that hire you or are you kind of working with people that are just amongst celebrities or all of the above? All of the above. Um, So the really cool part about matchmakers in the city. So Mm -hmm. my sister and I started our company 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. It started as just myself and my sister, Christina. And we Mm -hmm. were, we were doing everything. We were the matchmakers. We were doing Mm -hmm. sit, we were doing everything. Um, Mm -hmm. We were planning dates. We were doing all of the interviews, all of that. But we Mm -hmm. started small with a small office in the middle of Beverly Hills and our we grew really organically from there okay um and then we started adding on like hiring matchmaker then hired another matchmaker mm-hmm. so now we have a team of seven matchmakers myself and my sister included um okay. and that's been the backbone of 
me and like of matchmakers in the city. So matchmakers in the city clients are mm-hmm. typically professionals. A lot of them work in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them also are just normal working professionals. Sure. Um, we, yeah, just normal, you know, in, in LA, everyone tends to be connected to the entertainment industry in yeah. some way, shape or form, even like, you know, we worked uh, um, with a celebrity dentist, quote unquote, but like literally he, a lot of his clients were like, he was like Kim Kardashian's dentist. So oh my gosh. yeah. Yeah. So even like a dentist has yeah. some kind of tie, yeah. um, but a lot of, a lot of our clients are very, um, and matchmakers in the city, they're just normal professionals. They're okay. rocking at their careers. Yeah. Um, but something very cool about my, my career, um, over the last couple years is that because I do so much press and media and because I have matched so many celebrities at this point, which is like so much fun. Um, I get a lot of organic referrals. Mm -hmm. So if it's, you know, I, it really started with like one, you know, one assistant that was like a girlfriend of mine who then referred her boss, who was like an A-list celebrity. And then he referred his friend and then his friend. And then his. so my, the, the clients that I am working with one-on-one who are literally texting me, like, like if you only could see what that's like, what my phone looks (laughs) like it's obscene like it's not obscene like sometimes yes but it's it's like whoa you know so even tomorrow I'm going to one of my clients just moved to this beautiful beautiful new home Uh so I'm I'm like well you know I have to I have to present matches to you, but it's, it's like, A, I need to present matches to you, but B, I really want to see your new house. So I love it. Yeah. And he's like, he's, you know, an A, A, A list actor, but yeah. So I'm so intrigued. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun. All right. I have a thousand questions. So let's start with, are you, are you ever, have you ever been just so blown away that you were, you were like flabbergasted at the person on the other line where you, where you're like, Oh my God. I can't believe I'm talking to this person right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I, but I, you know, I will say that over 11 years, Mm -hmm. like I live, I live in a high rise in Hollywood. I work in Beverly Hills. I go out way too much. Like I'm out all the time. I, you know, I'm always at different events. So in the very beginning of my matchmaking slash LA, LA, like story, LA journey, I would get like, oh my God, like I, I, it would be like, you know, Justin Bieber's second cousin. And I would be like, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is Justin Bieber's second cousin. I will say as I've been doing this it's not that I'm jaded I'm just a Mm. little bit more like I'm just I my I don't get I don't really get like starstruck starstruck yeah that's what I was wondering however (laughs) there are certain like one of my clients right now I he is he was my he was my celebrity crush growing up so I like the fact that I'm now his matchmaker I it blows my mind and I'm so invested. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I, that. I mean, I think the client, one of the clients I'm working with right now is for me, like at 
you can't get any better personally for me. Wow. Did you tell him that he was your celebrity crush? I told him that like, I love him and (laughs) that (laughs) I told him that I, yeah, like I told him that, you know, he's just, I think so highly of him, you know, and um, yeah, but now, I mean, now, you know, I know a little too much. So as you know, yeah. once you kind of work with a client, you, yeah. you learn a lot about them. So it's, sure. you know, I, I adore him and I yeah. am so honored to be his matchmaker. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I watch, you know, the things that, you know, my favorite, he's in my favorite, like a lot of different favorites of yeah. mine and I'll rewatch them now and be mm. like, Oh my gosh. It's just, it's, it is really cool. It is really, really cool. I'm very, very honored. Very honored. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're just like everybody else. Lori. Right. Aren't they? Absolutely. And I find that the bigger the name, the bigger the celebrity, Mm -hmm. the more isolated they are Mm. um, because they are hounded, hounded by the paparazzi. So it's, yeah. So I find that my role in their life as their matchmaker is Mm -hmm. even bigger than, you know, the role that we would, you know, at matchmakers in the city are normal clients. Yeah. We're an element of their lives, Mm -hmm. but they have a lot of other kind of, you know, they can socialize in a Mm -hmm. normal way. Like they Mm -hmm. can go to an event and it's not, you know, going to be, you know, written about in, 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 uh, on TMZ, or they can go to dinner, they can be on a dating app, they can meet people in that way, even though the dating apps are really, really rough. And a lot of our clients, as you know, I mean, they hire us because they are just so talk about burnout. They're so burned out on the dating apps. Yeah. So, but at least like for them, at least they can kind of be on the dating apps. Whereas for some of the celebrity, like, and even there, they could even be like the CEO of a big company. Like Mm -hmm. they can't be on Mm -hmm. a dating app and they're not even on. Everyone's like, Oh, but Raya, Raya, whatever. It's, it's just, they don't want to be on any dating app regardless. Like any dating app is public, even Mm -hmm. if it's quote unquote exclusive and all of that, like Mm -hmm. it's still public and they just know. Yeah. So when you set up dates, which I'm sure you do, you know, just like I do, do you have to find private dining rooms or do you, how do you set up a date for a celebrity like that? That's being hounded. Yeah. So there are definitely some, um, I have a few like favorite spots. Mm -hmm. Um, so usually Soho house is a really easy Mm -hmm. go-to because you can't take photos at Soho house. So that's, Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Cause I oh, went, I went with Bonnie Winston in New York. She took me to her, to Soho house in Brooklyn and Bonnie. we weren't supposed to, I know we love Bonnie, but, yeah, but we, amazing. we couldn't, we couldn't take photos. We kind of did sneak one in though. I know. I know. We just couldn't help ourselves, no, but it's okay. we're not supposed to. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I think I maybe took a selfie with Bonnie yeah. at Soho house. Like, we're... Oh my God. So, okay. So Soho house is a great one and and people are just used to seeing celebrities at Soho house. So it's like not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I love Soho house also in Malibu. Malibu tends to be really good. I mean, Nobu, Mm -hmm. you're basically asking for 
you know, paparazzi if you go to, Mm -hmm. so we don't really do a lot of dates at Nobu unless Mm -hmm. they say like explicitly like, hey, I'm open to being photographed with this person. Yep. Then Nobu Malibu is great because their art paparazzi just like linger there. Um, But there's an amazing spot, Joffrey's. um, And it's, it's like hidden and, and it's just not a lot of, it's just, it's a, it's a safe spot. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, there are other beautiful, beautiful spots in, mm-hmm. um, in LA that in like West Hollywood that are just a bit more private for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. they can kind of go in and no one's going to bother them. Um, but yeah, but for our other clients, like I, obviously I'm talking about the celebrity clients like yeah. for our other clients, we do at like really like hot spot, cute yeah. places, but it always also is based on when the client comes in, we ask them to send us a list of different restaurants that they love yeah. um, or just different activities that they would mm-hmm. want to do. So like, mm-hmm. you know, ice skating in Santa Monica, which it's like 90 degrees. So no one's doing that right now, but you know, just like a variety of things, but typically it's like small plates drinks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, That's totally what we do too. So do you normally introduce celebrities to celebrities or just people that are open to meeting celebrities or people that are just seem really secure in themselves that could handle a celebrity or all the above? It really depends. Um, I personally really, I'm a big believer in every relationship. There's a diamond and there's a setting. I say that all the time. And the celebrity is usually the diamond and they Mm -hmm. need a setting. But, 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 but there are um, people who are in the public eye that specifically like request other people who are in the public eye because they understand this yeah. like bizarre beast that fame is. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't discriminate in that way. Like I think that if there's an incredible person that you know, I, even if uh, even if somebody in the public eye is like, I only want to date, I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, you need to relax. Like there are mm-hmm. people, there are people outside of just who you are watching on TV mm-hmm. because again, it goes back to that like isolation factor. They don't mm-hmm. even you know in it's just such a insular lifestyle that yeah. a lot of these like really really big names are living. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, so I'm open. I mean, I, I love, but I do love somebody that understands and kind of appreciates that. And yeah. it's also something that I definitely vet for in, in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, a lot of times when a public figure is coming to work with us, work with mm-hmm. me, they're very concerned about like financially being like taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I vet for, you know, that Mm -hmm. we vet for. Um, But I feel like, Lori, you also work with, who are your primary clients as well? Yeah. I mean, they're men, men hire me um, for matchmaking and I help women with online dating, which in the Carolinas is fantastic. And actually people hire me from all over for online dating, but for the men in the Carolinas, they're generally, you know, professionals that are, you know, business owners or attorneys, doctors, Um, just any kind of professional that has some discretionary income and, and want to find, you know, their life partner. 
And it's lovely. And, you know, it's the same, we all, it's like, we all have the the same primary business, basically. It's just a different, you know, a different climate in terms of who we're attracting into our worlds. So it's great. And um, once in a blue moon, I'll take on a woman. I have two women right now that I'm doing national searches for. They're both open to relocation. So, um, so Ali and I are part of the Matchmakers Alliance. I'm one of the co-founders with um, Maria um, Abjatidis and uh, Michelle Jacoby. Maria's um, Ask a Matchmaker and she's phenomenal as, as we both know. And Michelle um, does a lot of matchmaking coaching for women and and men in um, out of DC and nationally. We have this uh, Facebook group um, for the Matchmakers Alliance. It's a secret, private, closed group. And we matchmakers will post photos and bios of the clients that we're looking for. And our clients love that because basically, you know, hundreds of matchmakers are weighing in on, you know, potential matches for our clients. So it really has opened up our industry collaboratively. And, you know, sometimes referral fees are paid and sometimes it's client to client matches. So remind me, I want to show you a couple of my clients after we finish this, because I think you're probably going to have some people for them, but in any event, um, okay, let's talk about Taylor and Travis. Oh, Oh my gosh. Obsessed. First of all, I just want to say I was nine yeah. row at the Eras tour. So yeah, I saw, I, I was, cl- I was club level and I had oh. really good. <laughs> That's amazing. Laura. I loved that. Oh, don't even get me started. Oh I went in gosh. Atlanta second night and you were oh. in LA. I was in LA. Were you there when they were filming? I don't know if they were the filming. Movie? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I okay. haven't seen the movie yet, but yeah. Houston. I'm going Thursday night. Tomorrow oh night. my gosh. I have to get my, I have to like get my tickets. I So, I all right. Yes. Okay. Let's yes. talk. Let's talk about them. Oh my goodness. What do you this, think? This couple gives me so much joy, so yeah. much life. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love, first of all, I love where Taylor is at and was at when she met Travis and I think that there's something so special about, about just a woman in her literal, like at the top of mm-hmm. her career. Mm-hmm. She is like the most self-actualized version of Taylor. Because mm-hmm. as you know, also, she just broke up with Joe Alwyn, yep. um, her six-year boyfriend, which six years, yeah, six years without even an engagement, Joe, come on, come on, Joe, what are you doing? What are you doing, Joe? You know, I I wish we knew the full story. Yeah. There's so much there to unpack. We really have no idea what happened. I mean, who knows? Maybe he did propose to her and she said, no, I'm not ready. Maybe she wasn't happy. We don't really know what happened. They were barely out in the, in public eye. Barely. He was Barely. like in a, in a, you know, uh, in a box, she would have yeah. to leave her apartment in a box. I mean, not because of Joe, but he was so private. I feel like he almost shamed her for being famous. You know, like I, I just feel like I, I, I I'm, I was, you know, I'm glad she had that experience, but mm-hmm. also if you look at the information that we do have about that relationship, mm-hmm. she was the um, she was the mastermind, like she was the mm-hmm. mastermind of the partnership. She was the one like, you know, gorgeous. Like if you listen to gorgeous, like that was like mm-hmm. a- upon their first meeting and, you know, and then, a- a- and then, you know, mastermind, literally the song was a 
about totally how she kind of orchestrated everything. And so it seems like she was the pursuer, whereas, you know, and, mm. and, and just exactly. There's so much about this relationship that we don't know, but yeah. I just, I'm not a fan of Joe and I'm so okay. glad he's out. I'm so glad. And I feel like we heard about the breakup, obviously only a couple months ago, but in any celebrity relationship, it always mm. happens months before. And of then course. Finally, you know, we get the information mm-hmm. publicly, mm-hmm. but I feel like Taylor, her whole era's tour was this like beautiful healing journey for her. Mm. And just like literally, like if you watch videos of her in the first in the first few concerts verse at the yep. end, yep, you can just see this woman just oh, yeah. totally transforming. Totally. It's the most magical, beautiful thing. So now I and I and I love so okay, Travis. What do you what do you think, Lori? I'll pause because I feel like I'm monologuing on all right. This. I okay. Part part of me feels bad about even talking about her. So I'm sorry, Taylor, if you're listening. Um, which it would be amazing if you were, because I'm I I adore and love you. And I will say this: the only music I ever want to listen to is Taylor Swift. Oh like my gosh, literally, I don't want Lord. to hear any other music ever. I get in my car. Are you? She's like freaking. Yes, I get in my car. I'm like, okay, which album do I want to listen to now? And then I'll just float through and I'll find my favorite songs and I'll be like, let me just listen to it one more time, one more time, one more time. I listen to last. Are we the same? Kiss. Are we the same person? We must be. I listened to Last Kiss recently when I was driving up to visit a friend about 15 or 20 times. I could not stop the bridge. It just, I mean, it was, it kills me every time I listen to it. I was just like, here's me. Okay. Just one more time, Laurie. Just one more time. Okay. Obsessed. I'm obsessed with Taylor. I love her so much. Obsessed. See, that's me with Cruel Summer. Like I literally listened to Cruel Summer (sighs) 7,000 times every, I'm like, oh, just. And then there's a whole bunch of other ones I could be talking about now too. I went to see Taylor Swift by myself. (gasps) <gasps> I love that. I was like, I'm going to this concert. Oh my gosh. I, I had oh. friends that wanted to go, but you know what? By the time, you know, we, none of us got tickets. It was mm-hmm. an investment. Not yeah. everybody wanted to spend a bunch of money on tickets. And yeah. I was like, I don't care what I need to spend. I am a working professional. I charge $500 an hour for my time. Yeah. I just went to a concert that was three hours and 15 minutes. And that's basically my hourly rate as well. And mm-hmm. I freaking went and I rocked it out. And it was like me and yeah. Taylor just having this experience together with a whole bunch of other people all around us. And that is how I felt. And I don't regret a single anything about it. So that's my relationship with her. And um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of liked her and her, like her Carla Kloss, um era. I'm kind of feeling like that's more her vibe than Travis. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, So I don't personally think this is her forever guy. Sorry. Um, I don't see it as a forever thing. However, I will say, I mean, they would make beautiful babies. I know that she wants to be a mom. So like, let her have that. But I also kind of like to keep sort of that open mindset of, 
I can't put her in in a box, even though she has appeared in many boxes in terms of her sexuality, in terms of like who she's attracted to, all that kind of stuff. I think it's easy to think about her with a man, with a football player, that kind of thought process. But I don't, I personally don't think that that's her future forever. Wow. But that's my opinion. Lori, this is, that was like, you dropped several bombs yes she also was in the box with travis's mom and his dad (laughs) so she was in that box too let me tell you yeah i i just feel like this relationship is a culmination of like of so many different eras for her like i feel like a throwback to her inner child like Mm -hmm. this is this is taylor's inner child or inner teenager let's call mm-hmm. it her inner yeah. teenager sure we always talk about the inner child this is her yep. inner teenager living out this fantasy of mm-hmm. being with the star football player she's you know she's playing she's in the she's in the bleachers yeah with the star football player yeah. but I also so I think that Travis is really special in that he definitely has like a sprinkle of narcissism. Definitely. I don't know how you aggressive to. you have to, you have mm-hmm. to, I don't know at what level his narcissism is at. So that will mm-hmm. be really fascinating to see once mm-hmm. the mask kind of comes off mm-hmm. in about three to four months. That's usually mm-hmm. when, you know, reality kind of sets in and people, you know, reveal, truly reveal themselves. So that will be really yeah. fascinating. So that's my one, um, my one big quandary, because I, I think that he's also super intelligent. And I think that he, like to him, Taylor Swift is his dream girl as is, as she is for like a, a lot of men. Yeah. Therefore, I think that, and I also think he's highly intelligent. He's highly emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm probably not you know book smart but mm-hmm. highly emotionally intelligent he mm-hmm. uh, as I, i'm sure you know he had that show catching yeah. kelsey on mm-hmm. e which is actually so funny because we had um i think two bachelorettes that were on that show mm-hmm. that we then matched and i i remember watching like two episodes and being like i can't get through this but i remember so cheesy yeah oh my, it was it was really rough mm-hmm. like travis bless you Oh, but I think that he is probably, he is all American with an edge. Mm-hmm. And I also yeah. think he's super emotionally intelligent. Therefore mm-hmm. he's probably Taylor Swifting Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like blank space, like, like, um, I, I, like be that, find out what you want, be that girl for a month, but the worst is yet to mm-hmm. come. Like, I feel like he is being the best version of himself, but he is also very much figuring out what it is that Taylor Swift wants. Mm-hmm. What and he and we have so much intel mm-hmm. on, and he knows he knows social dynamics. This this man has dated thousands of women, so he yeah. knows. So now we're gonna. I mean, right now he is courting her. He is yeah. courting her, and I love this because. Typically, the men that she's dated have been these like skinny European guys mm-hmm. who are just spineless and like spineless little jellyfish. And mm-hmm. I, and then like the Maddie Healy before <sighs> this. God. Oh, what a, what a, and it's so funny because one of my girlfriends is obsessed with Maddie Healy now. I'm like, nah. no, we are, this was not, 
no Mm-mm. so finally she has a man that's that's outwardly pursuing her mm-hmm. um but i want to see what happens once real life settles in mm-hmm. and once you know they really can be themselves but i'm loving how open he is to Agreed. I'm I'm loving it. And we're finally, she can relax and she's not shameful of her no. fame. She's not shameful. Mm-mm. He's like, oh, honey, let's celebrate this. I can just imagine. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, let's celebrate. This is amazing. Yeah. So we'll see. I just want to say one more thing about Taylor. Oh, of course. Okay. And then I guess we'll move on. <sighs> Do we, we need could to talk about her all talk day. About this for a I mean, day. who cares? I don't care. Um, she is so brilliant. Brilliant. She is, I, I I have never seen anything like it. Her ability, her, her brain is incomparable. Her lyrics, her music, the way she thinks, the way she markets herself, the team she's built around her, her family, everything that she does is, is incredible. She is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant human being that is so talented. And I, the, the fact that I am living in the same era as Taylor Swift is for me an honor. So Taylor, I love you. Allie loves you too. Love you. And whoever you end up with, we're thrilled. We'll support you. And that's what I want to say about you, Taylor. We love you. Okay. Yeah. I do hope. And I believe that they both have similar family goals. They're the same Mm -hmm. age. I think that they both want marriage. They want family, but mm-hmm. they can do it in a really special way. I, I, I just, I feel like this couple, like at this age, at, at this age, at this level of fame, you are not going to like do a hard launch of a relationship unless you think it has legs. Like, I just, I know, I don't think that at this point, in her life because mm-hmm. even she was like very private with maddie healy she knew mm-hmm. that this was not anything Mm-mm. but with travis like i think she sees okay this has legs this has potential travis will move mountains to be with this woman and i love to see it i love to see hit, uh, finally a man stepping up yeah. like showing the world this is my woman i am so proud of her like i just i love this this supportive masculine energy for Taylor because she's not, she doesn't have that. Usually she has this, you know, wimpy. I I just, I can't, I can't with Joe. Okay. I'm going to say, I agree. And I will also say that I also wouldn't mind seeing her with a female partner. Oh yeah. But maybe, maybe they can add, maybe he's open to, you know, adding. (laughs) Thruple? No. Down the line. I'm saying, like, you know, if Travis steps aside, marriage gets stale. I also wouldn't mind adding a gal. You know, they may. I mean, they. Uh, could, no, right? we don't need. Because I, I, I feel like she. I feel like you know. Yeah, that, yeah. But okay. She just has so much depth to her. Yeah, she has so much depth. Okay. All right. So, That's all I'm yes. going to say about that. Okay. Um. So that being said, let's talk about successful women that are seeking successful men, because that's what we hear from our clients all the time. Right. And these extremely powerful women looking for powerful men and the men that are so powerful, they're not necessarily looking for a powerful woman. They sometimes, so it's unusual, like in the Travis case to be looking for a powerful woman, 
but um, a lot of times the men just kind of want to chill out, be with a kind human being, and she doesn't have to have that as much alpha energy. And that can be really hard for these women because they don't want the betas. They want the alphas. And then they're not feeling attracted by them. So is this a problem for you as well with your matchmaking and what you've seen with these alphas? Lori, right? 1000%. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what I will say is something that I've learned over 11 years mm-hmm. is that these in, these su- successful men, like alpha men, Mm-hmm. are craving they don't just want a woman that's going to yes them to death and like maybe initially initially it's nice when a woman is so you know is beautiful and just kind of is very you know yes 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 mm-hmm. i I do see with the men that come to work with us at matchmakers in the city. So this is not the celebrity men. This is mm-hmm. some, yes, definitely. But I'm mm-hmm. now talking about just normal guys, normal, successful men. They always say that they want a woman that is intelligent, that mm-hmm. they can have a conversation with, that mm-hmm. is intel. The, the key to these men is intelligence and femininity mm-hmm. intelligence plus femininity plus my favorite word warmth mm-hmm. intelligence plus femininity plus warmth equals the dream woman the dream girl mm-hmm. and a lot of times with highly successful women they are in their masculine energy they are the alpha at their company they're they are they're in that so it's so important for them before they even start looking for a partner, they need to discover their femininity or rediscover their femininity and really learn tools and techniques to tapping into that and to just relaxing into that energy when they are going on dates and meeting mm-hmm. these men. Because mm-hmm. I know as matchmakers, when we we do work with a lot of very successful women and mm-hmm. we will set them up with really lovely, successful men, mm-hmm. but- it's it, like, we also make sure that they do coaching with the matchmakers and we have a body language expert and he literally is like teaching them flirting techniques and mm-hmm. it's really helping them get into that feminine energy. And we, the matchmakers teach just a bunch of different day coaching sessions. We do pre-date coaching, we do post-date coaching. So they're getting a lot of coaching at matchmakers in the city. And something that I found with, with these successful women, it's, it's, all they have to do is kind of go back inward and mm-hmm. pamper themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they always, it's always, we, you know, I'm sure you hear that kind of the resistance, like we get a lot of resistance from mm-hmm. successful women when we try to advise them on, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's us saying like, where you know, a, wear a, a dress and, you know, nude heel, like nude heels. We always say like little black dress, nude heels. You can dress it up. You can dress it down. It's the perfect outfit. And yep. like you know, wear your hair down. We have, we set them up with a stylist. We have a makeup mm-hmm. artist that teaches them how to do date night makeup look, all mm-hmm. of that. We do that but too. <laughs> you do, Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. As Because as matchmakers, we're not trying to be misogynistic. We just know what, 
the kinds of men that they want, mm-hmm. want. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to help them mm-hmm. and say, Hey, you're fabulous. You're wonderful. Just the way you are, but clearly something hasn't been aligning mm-hmm. in the way that you've been dating in the way that you're presenting yourself. And mm-hmm. we want to figure out what is not aligning. Is it what you're wearing on your dates? Is it the way that you're presenting yourself? Mm-hmm. Is it the way that are you flirting? Are you not flirting at all? Are you being playful? Are you not being playful at all? So we're, I'm a big believer that the most successful women can actually yield a lot of success when they work with a matchmaker. Like, honey, I'm so glad that, you know, you've done so well in your career. That's beautiful. Now you can afford to hire a matchmaker, mm-hmm. but let us do our job. Like mm-hmm. we've, we've been studying this for, for me, 11 plus years, Laura, mm-hmm. you've been doing this a lot longer. 17. You know? Yeah. Oh my 17 years. Yeah. What is your, what, that's what I have to say about that. What about, what do you think about this, Lori? I think that people think they need something that's just like them when in actuality, something different from them would probably be better because at the end of the day, as long as the person is secure, ambitious, so say a powerful, a very alpha female comes to me and says, I want someone just like me, a CEO of a company would be perfect. That kind of thing. It's like, I know that's not going to work. So I, I kind of position it and say, are you okay with someone who is secure in who he is, has, um, you know, a good job is ambitious, has lots of interests, you know, dresses well and, you know, whatever physical type they're looking for and normally, the, and, but is an alpha, but more of a beta, but strong and secure in who he is. Usually the woman will be like, yeah, that sounds good. So I, I really kind of push the boundaries a little bit with them when, when, um, when I'm working with them, whether it be, especially with the online dating program, because, and people are so, sometimes the women are so picky about the looks too. And I'm like, listen, here's the thing. You don't know if you met him in person, he could be so funny and so emotionally intelligent. You can't tell by a photograph what this guy's really like. And so sometimes they listen to me and sometimes they don't, but it's their program. So, you know, I try to stretch people as far as I want, because it's just a date. You don't have, just because you're meeting somebody doesn't mean it has to be your forever person. It's just an introduction. That is all it is. So it's, I think it's important to kind of stretch people and try to get them to see things from a different point of view. And that's why they hire us. Exactly. And and something that I found, even with beta men, Mm -hmm. that I think that if a woman allows a man to lead. Like I always say three words, let him lead, let him, even with these beta men, because they, they, a lot of times they're in that energy because Mm -hmm. that's, they're like, Oh, this is, this is, this is who they are, but it's also just an element of their personality. But Mm -hmm. if a woman wants to allow a man to be more in that masculine energy, because Mm -hmm. she's attracted to that, Mm -hmm. she needs to allow space for that. Mm -hmm. So it's by letting him lead and just allowing, allowing him to do those quote unquote, like alpha things, like opening Mm -hmm. the door for her, just step back and just Mm -hmm. don't touch the doorknob, allow Mm -hmm. him to open it. Any man that's been in society for like a day Mm -hmm. knows that there are certain, certain gentlemanly things that 
are just what like gender roles. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the masculine gender role and this is the feminine gender role. So what I found that when we coach the women um, that are kind of like emphatically like, I want this, I want the apple guy. And exactly like they, you know, there are a lot of men that don't, that are not like bulldozers. And right. a lot of times, believe me, trust when I say the bulldozer guys do not make great long-term, com- they don't make no. good long-term partners. Okay. Exactly. Trust trust us 100% so but if you can allow a man that isn't maybe so overtly alpha just Mm -hmm. allow him to lead in these little elements and like Mm -hmm. when the bill comes just step back and like allow that boost of testosterone happen when the bill comes and then he reaches for the check don't just say oh my gosh thank you so much of course Boosting that testosterone. So there are ways that we can boost men, these beta men's testosterone Mm -hmm. to get them to this level that is then attractive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, if, if, yeah, I think it's, I, I love that. I, I, I'm a big believer in allowing like these beta men, like give them a shot and Mm -hmm. like you can direct them a little bit, but then affirm when, you know, but by we, we can, you know, you can kind of say like, Oh, you know, I love massages and like, Oh my gosh. Like I absolutely, yes. My favorite thing to do is X, Y, Z. And like your birthday is coming up. And then what are they, what then? Oh, I wonder what I can do for her. Oh, she loves me. Oh, great. And then you affirm that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of different, different things that, you know, women can do to just allow a man to be in that like safe masculine energy a hundred percent okay girl i think we could talk all day but we're gonna wrap (laughs) (laughs) this has been so much fun i really really have enjoyed spending time with you um tell us how people can find you Yes. Just go to matchmakersinthecity.com. It has everything. And I'm at matchmaker Alessandra Conti. It's long, but just put matchmaker A-L and then I'll pop up. You'll pop up. Okay. Instagram is where I mostly, like I'm mostly on Instagram. Like it just, it's just easier. Okay. Good. I love it. Thank you so much for spending the time. This has been really fun. We're going to have to have a part two. Yes, Lori. This is going to be stuff that's going to happen. Yes, 100%. Can't (laughs) wait to see see who's right about Taylor. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.